Welcome to the A to Z Golfing Podcast with the three best friends that anybody could have. Andy Cezanne. <laughs> How's it going? Fresh from the back of a milk carton, Rob McGuire. I made it. Awesome in the green room. And our very fine gentleman joining us for the first time in 2022, Matthew Grubich. Hello. Literally ordered a tanning booth in our pre-show <laughs> work yes, meeting. I did. He's very upset about it, about his complexion right now. So it's okay. He is a beautiful human. He's a beautiful human. He does not normally look like this. The sun will come out sometime in <laughs> April, I think, around us. So we'll be good to go. Uh, this episode is going to be presented again by Am Golf Trips, where camaraderie and competition meet locally and nationally. Please check out amgolftrips.com. So, gentlemen, obviously there's a ton of football going on this weekend. I don't know if you guys watch the NFL. I don't really watch the NFL all that much, except for trying to figure out what to bet on. But besides that, um, I wanted to touch base on the beginning part of the season real quick. I, I didn't get to in the last episode, but the three guys that broke the record at Kapalua, I wanted to cover it at the last show, but it's just like, I actually went back and rewatched it and how crazy the scoring was. Did anybody really like catch the whole thing? I did not. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw some final scores. It's like a video yeah, game. It. It's like yeah. video game stuff. Yeah. Same video yeah. games. You think Cam Smith is going to be able to uh, have a successful 2022? No. No? No. Nope. Not at all. Didn't Jimmy Walker have a, a great Hawaiian season years ago and then didn't do anything? Like, doesn't this usually happen? Players will play well. He's really major, early. right? Has he? Um, yeah. I mean, I well, I also think that once you start getting to like, like the Sony Open and all these events that are coming up right now, this is really like where the guys are trying to get their um, – their dollar amount up because they know that there's going to be less opportunities later in the season. Once you start getting into like the rankings events, you know, where you gotta, you gotta have a certain amount of points. You gotta have certain ranking status, but I just, I, I, I can't, I'm having a hard time with where the game is going and why we're not doing it. Like I'm not pro like turn back the clubs and let's have like hickory chefs, but I mean, three guys break the scoring record in one event. It's just like, you don't, you don't see that. And then it yeah. and then it happens. What would you like to do then to try to to get the scores back down, and make the courses tougher, or change equipment? Or well, what? I personally think the major should be the toughest. And if you're going to tier your events, I, I think that you should make the golf courses harder for the tiered events. But I said it last year when we when we talked about this on the podcast. I just think it has to do with the golf ball. I think the golf ball is engineered so perfectly to each specific player that. There's no, there's nothing that they have to worry about. I, and I don't know if they do it in uh, uh, baseball or any of the other sports where they regulate what you use, but I feel like they should come together with some sort of regulation as it compares to the golf ball, because you just see guys are, it's just, they're going to swing harder and harder and harder and harder. And the ball's not going to go right or left. It's just going to go straight. Right. So then it just becomes about being square and they're the best players in the world. So they can figure that out. But if you can calibrate anything perfectly to an individual's game, I mean, the ball's just going to do whatever they're teaching it to do, basically. It didn't hurt that the wind wasn't blowing at all in Hawaii. No, I mean, no, no. I, I, I think that's a fair point. I, I just, to see the record broken by three different individuals, I, I think was more yeah. the glaring thing. Like if Cam, if Cam Smith had just run away and won by 10 or 8, Okay, he just he had the four rounds of his career, but the fact that he won by one and then they 
third place was two shots back was pretty crazy. But I just wanted to bring that up. I think it takes away from it a little bit too. Once you see that, you're like, it's it's impressive, but at the same time, you're like, well, something was going on, right? I mean, the, whether it was the yeah. setup or like Rob said with the the wind conditions, whatever it was, almost lessen the you know wow factor of it a little bit um, with other guys get, doing what they did. But I agree mm-hmm. with you. Something needs to be done. You mean it was like week 17 and all the NFL records being broken with the extra game? Yeah, week 18, I should yeah, say. Yeah, like like are we supposed to be impressed that they like, more they got more games to do yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that make just it wait till they go to week 18 yeah. 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 With, the, with the two buys or whatever whatever they were doing. Okay, so um, my apologies got started a little off the track. But, um, you know, last week we talked a lot about the first two trips um, of the season coming up in Las Vegas and Pebble Beach. And I wanted to focus specifically uh, here and give the attention that it's due on Forest Dunes. Um, you know, we've had – we there was a lot of stuff that came out about forest dunes. It's all great stuff. I didn't even know about it. Rob has kind of been the giddy one about this beautiful wine, beautiful wine. Is that a cab or a peanut? It, it is. It is a cab. The 2019. It's a cab. Thank you. Yeah. Looks very good. Very good. Shout out to Cameron Hughes. Thank shout, you. Shout, um, out to, shout, out, shout out to my father, Philip, Phil Grubich for dropping that off last week. Thanks. That's right. Good job there. Uh, Philly G yeah. Philly G one of the uh, original gangsters of the group, but um, <laughs> I go back to forest dune. So, um, I didn't really know a lot about this golf course. I, I've read some of the reviews with the with the greens that are double complexes, so you could play it from two different directions, which is really cool. But I, I want to pass this over to Rob. This is sort of this was Rob's like step out of the box for 2022, which oh, yeah. I loved it. Um, uh, I know everyone has has talked highly of it and all the golf courses in that in that area. But Rob, if you could give us basically a synopsis of what you came to find out about the course and how you determined that you wanted to put it on the schedule. Well, let's set the record straight. I'm, I'm pretty sure that when I came to you guys with the idea to go to forest dunes, you guys were all like forest, what, where, yeah. what are we talking about? Like that is accurate. You, you guys, you, I bet you all Googled it as well. And so, um, and, and you all know me with my spreadsheets and my research, all that good stuff. So, um, it's, so it, it was a course that was on my radar for a while. Um, I had heard some really great things about it. Um, and then I, the, the more I dug into it and the more I started to learn a little bit more about this reversible course that they built, the loop, I just became an, completely in, in, enthralled, if you will, intrigued, if, uh, you know, just to kind of learn a little bit more about how could they do this? How does this work and, and whatnot from there? And, and the, the more I dug on it, the, the deeper I got, the more I learned that this is actually one of the top 30 places to play in the country. And that was the course that we're not even talking about. That's the forest dunes course. So there's, you know, 36 holes, it's 36 holes routed that play is, is 54. And so the more I just kept learning and learning about this. And then I started thinking back to really Matt, you know, our, our original first trip, you know, Gull Lake years ago, Michigan golf buddies trip, really kind of one of the, moments in our lives where we started thinking about am golf trips and kind of how we can do some of this kind of stuff. I just thought forest dunes is, is that it's that place. And, and with our success of our buddies trips that we've had over the years, I just knew that we had to visit it. I knew we had, had to look at it and, and promote it. And I, I firm, firmly believe when we get people there, they're going to love it as well. They're just going to be blown away. Matt. 
Oh, I didn't realize you were coming to me. Yeah, no, I'm a, as Rob knows, I'm a huge fan of Michigan. Well, he golf. tried he I, tried to pass it to you. He tried to pass yeah. it to you very, Sorry, very no. swiftly. No. Might, yeah. This is my first the first the appearance of 2022. I'm you know he's rusty. I, I'm, I'm a little like rusty. He's no, like tanning bed. Um <laughs> I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, didn't know a lot about Forest Dunes. Rob came to me, same thing. Google it, try to figure it out. I know, you know, I lived in I lived in this state for a couple of years too, but I know that state is packed with amazing golf courses. Uh, like Rob said, we went, we uh, did a buddy's trip for what I think it was twelve years uh, in Michigan. Played courses around where our normal trip was too, on on the 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 couple of days before, a couple of days after of that trip. So I, we know there's so many possibilities out there. So Rob, you know, Rob knows that I love Michigan golf. Came to me, talked about it, said, "Hey, I." The way we feel about Michigan golf, this has a chance to be, you know, a, a really nice track and something new. And if you know, if we market it correct and inform people about the uh, the quality of golf it is, it could be could be a good trip. So super excited about it. Um, it's obviously we've we've done a good job, a good job kind of spreading the word because I know I not to jump what you're going to talk about soon here, Anthony, but there aren't many spots yeah. even available uh, coming up here. But super super geeked. Um, I think it's it's great to go somewhere new and. Um, find a hidden gem here and there. And I think that I feel like that's what we're doing, um, you know, in July. Andy, through some of your yep. research, I, I know that you obviously were like me. You hadn't, you hadn't even heard about it. So um, through some of your research, what is, what are some of the cool things that you've learned about the golf course over the past? Uh, what has it been like probably eight months, eight months since we yeah. found out about it? Yeah. So like everyone else, I knew absolutely zero about the course. Um, I like that they're still talking about building more on top of it. They're, they're saying this is just the beginning. So they're going to, they have so much land that they said it's even better than what they have right now. So it's still going to be expanding. So this could be a place we can go years to come and you get a different experience every time you go. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I said on the last one too, that the, uh, the founders, some of the founders of Streamsung that left them came up and, and uh, purchased uh forest dunes so they're you know they know what they're doing obviously it's stream songs extremely successful and i think they're gonna just make uh forest dunes same exact thing so let me just tell you a quick story when i called forest dunes for the first time i talked to this wonderful gal named sandy and sandy was like i don't have time to talk to you our phones are ringing off the hook we sorry and she like literally hung up the phone and i was like whoa whoa, whoa. we got to try this again called sandy back and i was like sandy listen this is what we're doing this is who we are this is what we how we've been we've been successful i told her the places we've been she's like yeah 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 can you send me an email i am really really busy on all this kind of stuff yeah cool send you an email follow up with her call her back did you read my email no i haven't read my email I haven't i just we're we're we can't there's so many people who want to come and play this we just can't keep up with the demand and I was like, it sounds like you need an assistant. Where does that come from? And and she's like, you know, I, I, we're just crazy. She's like, it's just absolute phones ringing off the hook, phones ringing off the hook. So I finally, I was like, listen, Sandy, carve out some time. Give me 15 minutes of your undivided attention. And when we told her what we were doing and what we were, you know, all about, she's like, this sounds really cool. This sounds like a really good group that we would really want to invite here. I was like, see, I told you, that's why we're, we're having this conversation. And and so it's been really kind of fun to work with this gal, Sandy, who's, you know, this course has just been completely inundated by the popularity. It's almost like they didn't even know what they had. And so it's going to be really fun to, to get on site and show people how cool of a place this is for sure. It's like a hidden gem. Everyone I've, I've showed pictures to or sent them to the website Everyone I've sent has came back saying, wow, how have I not heard this? Or this looks mm -hmm. amazing. And they, they can't wait to get out there with us. 
yeah, it's gonna be really cool. You know, there was, I, I try to do as much due diligence about it and get pumped up about it, but I feel like we go to so many really, we are, we've also been to a lot of great places that I kind of try to not read a lot to put a lot of expectations on it, but this Low, might sound familiar. Keep that I try to low. lower the bar. I lower yeah, it's yeah. the Pebble Beach bar. I'm trying to bring it back yeah. down. Got yeah. it. But um, I got sold on this little quote. Um, you really have to think your way around the golf course, which probably is, you know, would cater to me. And it's I'm screwed. <laughs> and it said with a golf with a course this wide, you usually hit driver, find your ball and hit it again. And that's that's me. That is my biggest advice to anybody that's ever played golf. We talked about it on two episodes, but that right there, that sold me alone. So now, of course, I have to go. So, yeah. I mean, I was going, but that quote alone, I would like to talk to Oscar, you know, whoever this interview is done with. I would hopefully Andy can get on it and uh, find out who Oscar is and um, and, and we can handle that. I, I do love I do love the other thing that I love about it is um, being a very traditional sort of golfer and a historian of the game. I love that it's par 70 any way that you do it. Like it's a par 70 golf course, which I think are, are way more challenging golf courses because generally speaking, most of the time you're going to lose two of the par fives, but I just think it's a really, really cool idea to have that style the whole way around. I, I just think it's probably going to be one of the things that once I'm done playing it, I'm probably going to have to go back so that you get a little bit more time with it individually to be able to understand exactly like what goes into all the intricacies of the architecture and how it was built and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, the other thing that we haven't spoken too much about is the contrast that we're going to get from forest dunes to the loop course, two almost completely different golf courses. Forest dunes is literally going to be that parkland style tree lined traditional Michigan golf. And we're going to play that on Friday. I'm sorry, on Sunday. And then we're going to go and play the, the loop red, loop black on Mondays and Tuesdays. So it's going to be really interesting to see how people are going to go, oh, this is Michigan golf. And then it's almost like they're going to get smacked in the face with this cool design and, and different way to play. I'm a big fan of that. I, I love when you go to a resort course and you don't have to leave, but you felt like you went somewhere completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawsonia is like that, right? With two the two tracks that you have, they com- feel completely different, but they're all, you know, literally right on top of each other, which is, I'm, I'm geeked about that. I can't, I'm looking forward to um, experiencing that. I think we have to have a geek jar. Every time we use the word geek. Geek? Geeked. Geeked up. Geeked up. All right. Geeked up. Uh, I don't I don't think you're gonna have to worry about me ever saying it. So oh, you said it last episode. Cool. Ooh. I did. Yeah. Someone had someone had to I wasn't here. If I, I wasn't on the last episode, and I say it a lot. So was Fact it check. in the outtakes? Fact check. No, it was in the episode. Fact check. Fact check. Jeez. All right. Well, <laughs> Let's get off of the the geek the jar. Um, you know, obviously, um, as we have most years, we have really put one place continuously on our schedule, and it's always been Kohler. It's kind of been our staple since way back when, when the two day major got created, and then the three day, and then the trips and stuff like that. And obviously, coming off of uh, the Ryder Cup that was just there, that the Americans won. Yes, I can I can say that the Americans won it. I'm not anti the United States of America. I'm a little, still a little upset. 
than just when they dominated. But anyway, go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to get through it. Well, you know, obviously going back there is going to be sort of a new thing. Rob, you have your little thing there, your history mm-hmm. there. Now, Matt has history there with the hole in one and uh, being a part of it. And, you know, obviously I wasn't there to celebrate. So I'm probably going to try to make a hole in one on a different hole just to maybe just, you know, <laughs> up him or at least somebody can so I can be a part of a good time. Or the same but, hole uh, gonna, a little farther. I'm going to I'm going to start with Matt. Obviously, we put this on the schedule every year. It's your favorite place to go. I'll just start with you. I mean, what the one thing you're looking forward to going back up there this year coming off of the uh, Ryder Cup? So my favorite thing about this course is when you get to experience putting on an event some at a place when people show up and they're in awe and they enjoy it, right? That's why I love to do what we do. But I love being part of setting something up when when players are on the first tee and then we're there when they come off 18 and they are in awe. And not just and not just straight. This is multiple courses. So when you're able to put on that experience and see people's reaction, now I know last year with some of the fog and whatnot, and I didn't get to experience the whole thing. But when you get to put on events like this and people get to experience that kind of course with that kind of you know history and the Ryder Cup and things going on there, there's there's nothing better than that. I love going there and doing that. Another thing I love is the people there. You know, I've said this. I think we talked about it on a previous um, podcast when I was on is. The people there, you do not feel like you're at one of the top resorts or courses in the country who feel like they're better than everybody else. It's very a very Midwest Wisconsin feel to where the workers, they know they have this gem of a course and they treat you like it's a local Muni course, right? Like it just, it just has a, a totally a whole nother feel. So I'm just a big fan. That's what I love most about it. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to get back. To me, it's a no-brainer. People are there. They play it. They come over from all over the country to experience it. And when they know that when they can show up, everything's done for them, get a nice tea gift. The people are great. They get to meet new people. I get to play one of the best courses and multiple courses in the country. It's just there's, there's nothing better. I, I, I just To me, it's a no-brainer for us to do it every year and put on that um, experience for multiple golfers from all over. So. I love it. I, I, it's, and it's, it goes beyond the hole in one. I just, I love the place. I love the people. I love doing that every year. I think, I think we've always tried to, you know, we always have these conversations within our inner circle about furthering the experience or always thinking about the players and what, you know, what is something different that we can do than um, an outing they've been to or another event that they've been to. And I think, this year, which is, I think is going to be awesome is finally getting to see the baths because for the last two years, if I'm not mistaken, last year, it was almost done. Two years ago, you got to see like where they were carving it out because it's between it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's between, or it's between the Meadow Valley's course. I don't think Mm -hmm. the river comes in there. If I'm, if I'm mistaken, maybe it does the one hole that goes down, but, um, but that's going to be really cool to sort of be a part of with the old fixtures that they have out there. I've seen like the old bathtubs that they have ice and, and stuff in, which is going to be, which is going to be awesome. But to me, that's going to be the next evolution for any golf event that goes there. You have to incorporate that. And we're noticing it everywhere you go. Right, Rob? Absolutely. It's just a, these new short courses and, and kind of the added element that they're bringing to these places just makes it that much more fun and, and that much more enjoyable, right, to, to go out there. Another thing that I'm also going to be really interested, we're at almost playing this in a different season, right, uh, for the first time. So being in October, 
you know, this is actually the, uh, it'll be one week later than what the Ryder Cup was played traditionally from the, the weather perspective. So, which just means the wind will be blowing a little bit differently than when we've been there in the past. Um, so I think it'll present a little bit of a different challenge and a, a different view, if you will. And and that course can be played in a lot of different ways. You know, it can be played on on the ground. It can be played in the air. So I'm I'm also looking forward to kind of playing. You know, some of that cooler October air. See how what that's gonna how that's gonna change what the course really is. Should be interesting. Some of the leaves changing too would be nice. I mean, just yeah. you know, you know me. I'm an ambiance guy. Just I think it'll be cool to kind of see some of that. See what that looks like. Um, give it a different perspective from what we're used to seeing it in the in the springtime. Andy's Andy's looking forward to uh, potentially having me serve him some more cocktails out in the middle oh, of the ninth. Oh, yeah. I think that's I yeah. think that's I what he's waiting that. for. And feeling terrible for Burke yeah. Davis. A little shout out to Burke Davis. Yeah. See if that Tito's and lemonade so tastes a little bit different in, it was you know, in October. Double Tito's and lemonade. Let's let's yeah. get that straight. Oh yeah. yeah. And it was quick. <laughs> I hit him. Yeah, I hit yeah. him with like two or three quick, like in four holes. Two, two really fast. It was. Mm-hmm. It was fast. And he hit a I, bunker I to the left of nine. I've never. I've never seen a human up there. I have a great Polaroid of it. I have a fantastic left Polaroid of nine. Of it. Left like, of nine. His, left of nine. So he hit. A, he hit a great drive on nine. Hit a great drive on nine. He's in the middle of the fairway. I pulled out the phone, and he hit this gigantic pole left with a hook. And literally in the video, the caddy just pulls out like four clubs and hands it to him and starts walking <laughs> off to the other, to, to Burke's, to Burke's position. And then Andy gets over there and I took the video of him up. At, like I was, was up no there bunker. with him. By the like, way. were you, were you up oh, yeah, there? To cause, see I would, Cause we weren't playing. Rob and I weren't playing. We were, we were, Rob was getting people off one and I was just watching people come through. And I saw the hit and I'm like, Oh yeah. And I, that's where I was, was up on the hill by the clubhouse, went over to talk to him. <laughs> I knew he was feeling pretty good. The Tito's are feeling pretty good. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. But it was great because I think you yelled something like, hey, how does how is the view from up there? Something similar, similar <laughs> to that. So, but yeah, I was up there. We got to chat a little bit. and uh, A little reminiscent of you in Vegas, though, Tony, climbing the mountain. Oh, yeah. oh for the photo, yeah. That was, a, that was a good time. The only problem with that is I wore all black and long sleeves and it happened to be like an 81 degree day in February in the middle of the desert. I couldn't, I couldn't wait for that round to be over so I could go in, go in and buy a polo. But (laughs) that was, I I mean, for Andy, I mean, I have so many videos of Andy from playing this year at Elgin and not getting invited over to his club, but that's besides the point. Whoa. Um, Whoa. But you know, it's, it's so cool because I have that video of him and I can put myself right back in the moment of (laughs) the, like in the video he get, you could see him like tensing up over the second shot because I'm just talking the whole time. Like, I'm just like, you know, you're, you're going to hit a good shot. Don't worry about it, Andy. This could be a great shot. It's all going to be on video. And it, it like, I, he almost hit his left kneecap at impact <laughs> with the club. Well, like it was say, impressive. I would say, you know, probably 75% of the, this podcast has probably been there where we've all hit a really good drive and we've got a manageable number into a green and you're like, yeah, I, I got this. And I know for myself, I'm, I'm chunk city. So I, you know, will hit four inches behind the ball and I'll hit the ball. 55 yards and it's the best feeling in the world to make bogey from there. So I, I know what you're feeling, Andy. I, you know, we're, we're, we're it's human. So much better when you have it on video. Like yeah, that's, yeah. I think it was a, that's it was the cool. That's I think gonna... I was 136 out. And then, yeah, I was in about 65 yards above sea level on my next one. Uh, yeah. Just playing from a bunker Rob, he that was, probably never existed. If you, if you 
drew a line from the ninth fairway to the forward tee box on one, split the difference. He was between, I, I, like, I had never. I'm trying to picture. When the caddy, when the when caddy said just nine, start I was walking like, I'll, up, I'll show you this year. That's good stuff yeah. right there. Yeah. Fantastic. No, it was, it was pretty awesome. But I mean, it's definitely just one of those places that just keeps its iconic status. It just keeps going up and up and up. And I mean, especially coming through, well, we're still in COVID or whatever the heck we're in now, but to have that Ryder cup and have that turnout for it, have the energy from the crowd. And, and we weren't there. We were up in Minnesota at Hazeltine, but to be able to see that and, see that people were starting to go back out there and play golf. It's going to be really, I mean, it's always cool walking around on the grounds, but now there's even more memories of, you know, you got Jordan Spieth, like hitting a big flop shot and losing the hole and talking to himself and complaining. And then, you know, walking to the next tee and stuff like that. But it's going to be cool to like try to probably try to stand there and try to um, reminisce what he was, what he was facing. So it's always going to be a cool time up there and Ed, it'll be good to see Ed. Oh yeah. Love it. You know, it'll have a little less stress next time we see him. I mean, he was, you know, planning a Ryder Cup and then working with us. I mean, obviously we're super laid back, but, you know, yeah, it'll be good to see Ed for sure. I would assume it's probably, you know, more demands by the USGA and the PGA of America and the RNA. I would just assume there's more. I think their I think their checklist is a little, little deeper than ours for sure. You know, you know what I noticed? They allow them to put flags in the ground. Like they don't have restrictions <laughs> from the irrigation system. Like those, those people, like there's like build, there's like stands. They've got to be in the ground, right? I don't think might they are. Though. Ask them. Yeah, we should ask. ask them insert that. video, insert video, Andy. Insert <laughs> yeah. video. Fact check. Yeah. Fact check. So good. Oh, wow. Well, okay. So with the, so those are the four trips this year. It's uh, Las Vegas, Pebble Beach, Forest Dunes, and Whistling Straits. Those are the four for 2022. I'm sure you're going to see announcements, posts, uh, little teasers on 2023. I know Rob is uh, working religiously on that. And I'm sure he's probably already got one set in stone, but he doesn't like to tell us because he knows that we'll probably tell everybody. So he worries about that a little bit. But the newest aspect of what we're doing in 2022 is something that's familiar to us. And it is the city series, which is going to take place in Chicago. You know, we kind of the, if anybody has been around us, we did events for the golf week amateur tour for a very long time in Chicago. Uh, Rob and Matt were sort of the ones that built sort of the, uh, the amateur flighted event style format in Chicago. Um, taking a little bit of time off since then and now getting back into it. Uh, if you two could talk a little bit about the concept that you guys came up with, that's a little bit different than what we're used to for like the last uh, 10 or 11 years previous to starting AM golf trips and maybe a little explanation about what's going to be involved in it. Yeah. So super excited about getting the Chicago series rolling here in 2022. And, and to your point, you know, we've been running events for, for 12 years now, uh, this individual stroke play uh, flighted uh, arena, if you will, is an uh, arena that we know really well. And and one of the things as we started to do um, golf trips, started to go on some of these bucket list de destinations and started to run some of these four ball events, we still realized that there was a craving for individual play, right? Um, as much fun as we're having on our, our trips and, and, and doing our thing, uh, there's still that competitive side that golfers want to go out and kind of test their, their game and test their ability and play against 
their own skill level. And so, you know, I think one of the things that we have noticed over the years is people's time is also very different than maybe what it was two, three, maybe even five years ago in terms of what they can spend on the golf course. So, so what we decided to do in, in 2022 and, and beyond is really create a, a, a more manageable uh, golf tour, if you will, a more manageable ability to get to events. And, and really what we've centered this all around is the idea that there is no membership that's required to be a part of this group. It's really, we're trying to be inclusive. We're trying to, you know, bring all golfers to, to the, to the table and give them a chance to compete. And so, you know, it really kind of was born from this no membership concept to give players just an, an avenue to compete individually uh, with what we do. And so what we've set up is four two day events uh, all played on the weekends at arguably probably eight of the best golf courses in the Chicagoland area. And we're going to go out and play, uh, do the format that we know best, which is individual stroke play and uh, break it down by five divisions uh, and give those players an opportunity to, 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 you know, put a peg in the ground and, and, and see where their game stands relative to their, their peers from that side. And then the nuance that we're also bringing to the table is, is guaranteed prize money. Um, we realize that, you know, when uh, other groups that do these kinds of events, they, they don't put guarantees, they don't put themselves out there in any way, shape or form. And so uh, we're going to guarantee a thousand dollar payout for each division winner uh, at each event uh, and, and give the, the players an opportunity to really compete, really feel that pressure more than anything else. And I think, you know, we've got countless stories over the years of, of players who've played in these events who just, who love that, and that intensity and that, that, that feeling, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to kind of put some, some big prize money behind it. We're going to give them an opportunity to pick and choose where they want to play and when they want to play. There's no minimums. They can play in one two day event. It's one weekend out of their entire summer. Uh, they bring a verifiable handicap to the table and, and we're off and running. So, uh, you know, Matt and I have talked a lot about this over the last few months. We've talked a lot about this over the last 12 years and, and just feel like it's a better way to to bring more people to the game of golf and, and really be competitive from that that side. Yeah, my, my, my favorite part of it is we're offering more, right? More varieties, more options. We understand that, you know, the bucket list thing is for everybody, right? Um, golfers that want to come up or and come and play in our events that it's, they like the competition aspect of it, but they like just showing up, playing the places they would normally got to get a chance to play, meet new people, a little more relaxed. Um, we have the, you know, the series, uh, the series events that are, you know, they people that love the, the kind the team aspect of it. Right. And then you still get these people, you know, we've been, we did it for a long time. We, we know in Chicago, we know in St. Louis, we know in Milwaukee that miss that, Hey, I'm on an Island by myself. They love that. They're like, I wish you guys were still doing that. Right. And so, we're bringing that back to, to those to those that still miss that. And we're going to have people that do multiple, you know, that do the series, that do the city series. Um, but I just – that's what I'm excited about is giving – adding another aspect of Am Golf Trips and bringing another option um, to our people. I mean, again, we, we've known – we know – we've gotten to know a lot of people uh, throughout the Midwest running those events over the past 10 to 12 years. And a lot of them just say, hey, you know, the, the – the four ball is not my thing. The bucket list thing, they've come here and there, but they miss those individual events. So we're, you know, we're listening to, you know, the people that we've known well for, and we've kept in contact with. And I'm, that's what I'm excited about. Just bringing that other option and, um, you know, adding more, more things and more places for uh, the people that we've know, gotten to know well uh, to compete 
Um, to, to that point, I mean, yep. look, the, the two individuals on this call with us, Matt, you know, Andy and Anthony, we we met them through individual events, right? And and so I guess throwing it back to you guys, um, you know, hearing a little bit more about this and, and knowing that you guys, you know, met us through the ways that we've done these events in the past. What are your guys' thoughts as you guys started to hear our crazy plans and guarantees and inclusive no memberships and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the guarantees is that's the amazing part of it. Um, I, I balance between the D flight, C flight, and B flight. When you were in the the C flight, you know you're playing for a decent sized one, and then I bounced to the B flight, and it was a bigger one, and I just couldn't even compete with that one. But I like the aspect that every every flight, no matter what, it's a guaranteed uh, price coming at you. I like putting that pressure on myself for a golf game. You know, I do like depending on someone else also. But at the same time, I like going back to my roots and then, you know, me versus the golf course, me versus the whole field. I, I, I miss that, too. You know, for me, I think the biggest thing is uh, Andy brought up a good point about uh, the BC and D flight. Right. And I was sort of on the other side of that. And it was always in any um, really amateur tour that we've sort of seen out there or been around it for as long as we have uh, getting better players to come play in events, I think, has two singular motives. Either they are overly competitive, which is like what I was and wanted to win. And the trophy means the world to you. Secondly is trying to have enough money in it to where it's entertainable for these guys that play in skins games on the weekend or money games, or uh, will work around the USGA schedule because maybe they're, you know, they've, they played in college and they want to qualify for something or the city or CDGA around here. But I think this is both. I find this to be very sort of awesome that it's finally happening and, and it's not protected by a certain amount of money has to be put into a prize pool for every person. And one week it's this amount or one week it's this amount and one state it's this amount. I, I, I personally don't, now that I look back on it and now that I look at what we're getting ready to do, I think it sets a precedence to start asking questions about what is for the players and why can't everybody give this back? I'm not saying we're better than anybody else. We're not better than the USGA or the CDGA, but any chance you can give to give back to the players at all costs, the maximum that you can, I, I don't see why everybody wouldn't be doing this. I, I just don't especially from the prize pool side. And then also the, the no membership fee, like that was my biggest thing when I first had kids was I didn't want to pay a membership fee when I knew I was only going to be able to make it to one or two events. So then I didn't even bother joining anymore. Yeah. It's a huge part to, to, to take away the idea that you have to put down a chunk of change to join. And then you feel committed. And if you have, you know, I mean, we've had the, the individuals who were injured or, you know, they just had their summers filled up with other commitments or whatever it might be. And so the idea for us, and, and that's kind of really the journey that we've been on here at AM Golf Trips is the idea to, you know, bring more people to the game. And, and the easiest way to do that is is to not give them a barrier up front and, and to eliminate that from that side and, and show, show them what we're doing. So super excited about what this is going to be and, and where this is going to uh, take us. And, and to Matt's point, just bringing in another – you know, another type of tournament into the portfolio and, and bringing more people to the game. So really excited to get this going. So four events, they're all two day events, mm -hmm. which I think is awesome because it's not just a come in, swing it around, have a great day, leave. It's going to be, you know, you got to, you got to win it over two days, which I think is excellent. 
let's do the rundown real quick. Can you give us the the four low or the eight locations in four uh, two days? Yeah, so we're gonna start out in uh, in June. We're gonna be over at Bows Creek in Highlands of Elgin, two day event, uh, and then in July we're gonna go over to up north to Stonewall Orchard and McRae Memorial. Uh, two very excitable golf courses with very slick greens uh, from that side. They were uh, they were rated. Did you know that? Did you guys hear that last year? They rated uh, in in the Chicago area golfers page. They rated McRae and Stonewall Orchard the best public greens in Chicago. So excited to have a, a two day, a two day combination there. Uh, and then in August, we're going to head over to Arrowhead and Cantini for a 36 hole combination. Uh, Cantini, Matt, one of Matt's all time favorites, uh, loves that place. Um, especially when it's all in bloom from, from there. Do. And then, uh, in September, we're going to have, uh, kind of our South side classic, if you will, uh, we'll be out at Bolingbrook golf club and Mistwood golf club. Uh, Mistwood's been a, a good place to us over the years and to pair it with Bolingbrook is a, is a really good combination. So I would argue that those eight, uh, public golf courses are probably some of the finest you'll find in the Chicagoland area. And so again, the ability to, to pick and choose which event you want to play in 36 holes, guaranteed prizes, uh, you know, the no membership, there's no reason to not try it. When you were coming up with the idea to obviously the two days, and we had talked about it, that they were all going to be two days. How was it getting the golf courses to, to kind of see what you wanted to put together? Because obviously coming through COVID and mm -hmm. after COVID, you're hearing a lot more about um, whether it's the raising of rates or mm -hmm. the amount of people playing golf, you know, not that they're, not that they're squeezing the golfer, but obviously costs have gone up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So schedule wise, I mean, obviously we haven't even gone over another uh, segment of what we're going to be doing this year. We'll probably do that, or I shouldn't say probably we will do that on the next episode, but how has it been interacting? How has it been different from years past interacting with golf courses in 2020, late 2021, early 2022. Yeah. I mean, I think the pandemic has completely changed this game in terms of, uh, you know, the, the numbers of people that are playing. And so I've got longstanding relationships with a lot of these, these courses and, and was able to have really kind of candid and, and open Frank conversations with them that were, you know, they were basically saying, Rob, you know, we don't, we're doing well. We have members here. We have permanent tee times. We've got, you know, full tee sheets, whatever it might be. But, you know, I think one of the selling points that we were able to bring to the table is the sister pairing of the golf courses. And so going to a Mistwood and saying, we're going to play you as day two, and we're also going to play Bolingbrook as day one. They thought that was a really just cool concept that nobody's doing right now. And, and so, you know, it's different than the typical uh, amateur tours where they're just focused on the one day event and kind of get in and kind of get out. And, and then I think the secondary part too, and, and, and golfers will find this out with our events, we're doing a little bit more with the event itself, with the entry fee, where you're going to get a little bit more back uh, in terms of uh, some pro shop gift cards from the, 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 the venue that we're playing as just as a participation piece, whereas some other groups are using those as kind of the, the prize pool. We're going to just incentivize uh, along those lines. And so you'll see some food and some beverage and some different things, you know, mixed into there. So we really brought a really kind of competitive argument, if you will, to these golf courses to say, look, we're not just here just for the golf. We're here to kind of showcase your, your, your venue to kind of pair it with a, a sister course that's nearby to create a different type of a tournament. And, and when we were able to explain that story to them, it was, where do we sign? How do we get on board? So it was pretty, pretty easy, but I think it's just another way of, we're, 
of how we're trying to do things a little bit different and bring some some cool ideas to the table. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's we we spend so much time, you know, being under sort of a, an umbrella to where we. I mean, we we tried we tried to come up with ideas that were between border battles with three different cities and and figuring out how to run it when we're getting told that we're crazy or trying to right. have TBC Deer Run be the like the signature host of the border battle for so long. Once we figured out how to run it with three cities, uh, or even adding another city, like it was just there were a lot of things that you know we all had thought of and had great ideas about, and it's really cool to start to see some of these things that we maybe said in 2016 and somebody said something in 2018 and now you're bringing that all together yeah. and sort of bringing out the best of everything that we've wanted to do. Like for me, the two day events, I think are what offers that want to compete, want to do it because yeah, you might have a bad first round or have a mediocre first round, but you might play your way back into a paid position or you might be six shots off the lead and come back and win and then have a story to tell everybody else about it. Right. So I think it's cool. And I think in those instances, I think it's great that we're going to guarantee what we're going to do for the winners, because I, I think that's another thing to where every event that they register out of the four events, they know I win. This is X amount, you know, and and so on and so forth. And I think that's I think that's that's showcasing um, the importance of the amateur golf offer so much more, so much more as far as what the evolution of it is. I think it's just different pressure. I think it's different. You know, you want to really test yeah. your game. I think when you know there's a guaranteed thousand dollars that's on the line, that's that's different than a two hundred dollar prize pool that has forty players in, right? And there's a difference there. So I'm excited to see how that will will play itself out. I got nervous and five putted for like a two hundred dollar <laughs> gift card. I can't even imagine a thousand dollar line. Back you, you rich, baby, you rich. Oh man, I was there. I was there. So I was going to cover, I was going to cover a few more things uh, this evening, but what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to move one of them down. So, um, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about, we're spending so much time talking about 2022. I had something that I was going to talk about from 2021, but I'm going to put that into next week is, um, you know, I was thinking a lot during the week um, at work and a lot of different things about um, in the wintertime, I try to traditionally shut down golf. Like I probably won't pick up my golf clubs for like six to eight weeks. So I kind of wanted to go around. Matt wasn't there last week because I was going to kind of ask this last week. But if you've started to think about goals for yourself in for yourself in 2022, um, not strength 2.0, but for your golf game, what is something that you hope to accomplish in 2022 as it relates to your golf game? Who wants to start? Who wants to start? I'll go first. All right. All right. So for me, obviously. This should be easy. My, yeah. yeah. We, we, we all know my putting could be uh, lackluster at times. Um, so I'm going to be working pretty hard on uh, that aspect of my game. I got my uh, my big moss in the garage. I got my uh, swag uh, perfect putter up in the office. So there's really no reason when next season comes that it happens. But We'll see. It's, it's, it's a long process. Um, that and also getting back into shape. Uh, I'm working with uh, Ball Striker Fitness to get myself my core strength back up, uh, stay on the course longer, and lackluster, do work. He says. Lack, I like lackluster. that. Lackluster. I like that. No, no, no. We, we can go with piss poor. We can go Ooh. with piss poor. 
Hey, listen, I love him to death, but I've been there with him. I've been there with him. And I think you walked over to me while he was putting and and, and whispered, watch, this is going to be terrible. And and of course it was like, it was not a good putt at all. And all in a good way. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) It was early. Was that on number, that was on number two. I thought it was, was it early or was it later? Yeah. No, it was on two. That's it's the long part, the long part three, the long part three up the hill. And yeah. I think he left. I didn't make it up the hill. It came all the way back up past Rob's. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Putting is all confidence. I, I mean, yeah. you, you've all been around him. Uh, there isn't a guy, uh, George Tudor, uh, just he's the best putter that I've ever seen in person because I've been around him a lot. And I think for him, it's just the confidence that he he's not going to miss the next putt. If he rolls it six feet past, if he doesn't read it right. And I think once you can harness that concentration and, and you get over that fear, you just start putting. Like if you see George three putt, you're like, holy cow, I've, I've never seen George three putt. But then you'll see him one putt, 12 straight holes. Yeah. So it's like the offset. George truly feels he's going to make every putt. It could be a I've been yes, on a course yes. I've been on a course with him where he's got a 50 footer, 45 footer, <laughs> and he will read that thing like it's a six footer to win, which is fine, like because he's that yeah. we all know how how good he is at it. And oh, yeah. that's what it is. He honestly stands over that putt no matter how long and knows or knows or thinks he's going to bury that thing, which makes him Yeah, not the, the opposite. I know I'm going to blow it 20 feet past or have it five or probably 20 feet short your brain it's a mental thing i gotta work on it we gotta talk to ball striker to see if they have a, a mental aspect of their program yeah nice we'll work on it love it <laughs> love it all right matt what's something you what's something you want to improve on in 2022 this is always mine like you can make the jokes about i'm a busy man three kids coaching do a lot of things where i'm not you know not able to be around a lot of stuff but i i would like to at least get to swing the club once a week it's always my goal i never get to do it but just from the standpoint of um we talked about you know being tired or out of shape or whatnot but even just swinging the club uh once a week whether it's at the range at, at the net at home, something like that, but also expectations, right? Like if I'm not doing that, getting out and just, this is kind of cheating because this, this was kind of my, what I learned about myself in 2021 is just, just be, being happy to be out there, right? And just expectations, realistic expectations. If I haven't practiced in two weeks, haven't played in four, like I'm not going to go out and, you know, a good score for me is an 84. I'm not going to shoot 84 mm-hmm. and being okay with that. Like if I have a triple yeah. and that, you know, and moving on. And as you guys, you know me well, I, I'm terrible at that. But that's what uh, I'd like to work on is just, you know, enjoying being out there and, and realistic expectations for where I am from a, a golfing perspective of, you know, working on my game and just, you know, again, expectations and trying to practice uh, once a week. So those are those are my 2022 goals. I'm going to translate that for Matt. I, I like that for that's you. That's limiting the number of third-person call-outs. <laughs> no, that's, that's no fun. That's no fun for anybody. Now I'm known for that. I, I got people that I just met through these trips that are like, I've never met this guy. He's like, Mel, you're the Matthew guy. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Videos, baby. That's yeah. what videos yeah. do. Exactly. Good stuff right exactly. there. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, Rob. I, I can I guess Rob's first. Hold on, I'm can pulling up, I'm pulling up my spreadsheets because I've got a few. Oh Christ. Okay. Um, well, the last time you were out practicing, you had a question about flighted wedges. So I'm wondering if in 2022 your goal for yourself is to actually understand what flighted wedge means. Not at all. Although no? although no, okay, I was not at all. Uh that that's still that three quarter 
nine iron. I think it was on, was it on 12? Still one of the best shots I hit on. Was it the par five? I thought it was the par five. I can't remember. All I know is it was a good shot. Oh. It was great. So. I think it happened twice. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did do it twice. He had a great caddy once again for that. Definitely. It, well, to that point, it, actually, that is my goal is uh, this year. is It's actually to, to get a caddy? No, not to get a caddy. Is, oh. <laughs> is to, uh, it. Is to, uh, to be better with the, the irons, but also just learning more about finding the right yardage. And, and, and using the, the club for the right, the right club at the right situation with the right yardage. And so uh, had a moment with the four of you guys last year when we played Payne's Valley, when I think, what was that? Well, that was 12, right? 12 or 13. I can't remember, but we stood over that shot for like, like a good 10 minutes. And we were talking, you about, thought Tony was insane. I thought, I thought he was completely yeah. crazy. And, yeah, and, yeah. and he's like, no, you got to hit this, this number. And, and I was like, but that would be this club and it would be this. And he's like, just do it. And I did. And, and sure enough. So, so really the goal for me is really more just about understanding the right circumstance to use the right iron and, and, and make hit more greens, more greens and regulations. So. I think managing um, realistic expectations mm-hmm. is another one. Um, you know, we live in this era of watching guys hit, seven irons 214 mm-hmm. yards and then we go to the range and there's like a 175 sign out and we fly it there a couple times and we think we can do it every single time and if i'm not mistaken i i can't remember the exact yards yet but it was like 119 yards mm-hmm. or something like that and we yeah. were talking yeah. about the ridge that was guarding and you're in like front hit, of the flag and yeah you, you're like hit a nine iron and i was like I'll, you gotta get it pa- yeah, yeah. And i was like i'll hit a nine iron well past that and you're like just hit a, hit a three quarter knockdown nine iron. I was like, who is this guy? What's he talking about? Sure enough. Yeah. I think I hit it like 121 yards. Well, yeah, because if, you know, we were playing into the wind mm-hmm. and, you know, I think one of the things that I said to you is that if you take less club and you hit it harder and it goes higher, it's going to spin more. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not going to go the distance and you'd rather be longer than shorter, but it was, it was funny being there. Cause I think you went like in the bag oh, and yeah. put the club back and it was just Addressed like the ball, you couldn't get your it. mind around it. Oh, he could. Yeah. We got in the we got in the cart afterwards, and he was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's, his head was still spinning." Like how that happened. <laughs> Here we are, four months later, and I'm still spinning about it. So, yeah. so yeah, that's my goal is to kind of bring that into, yeah. into the game. But that's that's something that you're gonna you're gonna be able to now reference that. And in the game, it's always uh, Andy and I talked a lot about this. There's always times and rounds of golf for me where. I remember other rounds of golf and like, I try to think about that type of stuff. And I will say that uh, one, one of the best things about playing at the same golf course, 90% of the time is the fact that you'll, you get to know, I mean, I'm, I'm sick. I remember everything like sporting wise or golf wise or rounds, but being at Elgin, knowing the flag is in a certain spot, knowing that the wind direction and how to play with that shot. And I think I get a little bit hard on myself because I know all this stuff and I'm processing this information. And when I don't execute, I think I'm a little bit hard on myself, but I think I've probably did a lot. I'm a lot better now than I used to be. I, I think that would be the general consensus. What's your, what's your goal? Yeah. Mr. Point nine yeah, plus yeah. point nine. Um, my goal is to get back to practicing. <laughs> I, I want to, I'm going to put together a legitimate practice schedule and uh, keep myself to it, whether it's going to Elgin or even if it's going up to um, 
um, Chicago Bills uh, over here in on Lake Street over in Hanover Park. You know, I used to have a regimen and I got so comfortable over probably the last three to four years where I kind of knew that I was a, like a one or a two handicap and I could just go out and I could play. And then last year I started to work a little bit because I wanted to get to become a plus handicap again. And then once I got there, I was just like, this is awesome. I'm just going to play golf. I don't. And then at the end of the year, I started to get a little bit sideways with my golf swing. So um, I'd like to put a regimen back together for myself and get back to just being more goal orientated with my practice. Um, it doesn't have to be a lot of golf shots. I've kind of stressed this to a lot of people that go to the range. Uh, they go to the range, they hit a couple irons, they grab the driver, they hit 80 golf balls. And we've played rounds of golf where I've hit a driver twice or, you know, whatever the case may be. I, I just want it. I want practice to be fun again. I'm trying to find like the juice to like make practice fun again. And whether it's like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or something like that, I have to say no sometimes to playing golf. And it's very hard with the family that I'm associated with. <laughs> um, and just in practice, because um, they think that playing is practicing. And I don't, I don't, I don't get that vibe. I get a couple Captain and Cokes, I get a cigar, and I don't feel like I've practiced. I, I feel like I need to go to bed. Yeah. So that would maybe, be, maybe that would tone, be mine. Tone, maybe we team up. We say, hey, once every at least three mm. weeks, we team up. <laughs> and, and it could be fun. We, you could yeah. video, you could video, video my, my horrible shots and send them out to the crew here. But no, seriously, like, you you want and well, I'll go to the putting green deal. But no, seriously, you meet me at Elgin. We're there for thirty minutes. We have dinner with the tutors afterwards. It sounds like a good practice. Yeah, session. I would. Lo- <laughs> I, I would. I, I would. Lo- I would. I mean, I think that is. I think that's just something. If if I want to, if I want to be more, if I want to be more consistent, and I know that's, I'm sitting here as a plus one handicap, and I want, and I'm saying that, but you know, everybody knows that the lower your scores get or the lower your index get, the harder it is to maintain it. Because if you have four straight rounds of 81 and you start clicking off scores, you can lose it real quick. Right. So I think it's, it's that and wanting to maintain it, but also I'm having so much fun with the game of golf now. Um, You know, Rob and I have talked a little bit about it. You know, I, I, for everyone out there, I used to be an asshole. Um, I was not a nice person at events. I was not a nice person. And well, look at this smile now. See, I'm all happy. It also depends which way the wind's blowing too, but the quiet. It it does. It it does. But most most of the time around here, the wind's out of the West. So it's, uh, it's pretty nice. And and then most of the time you're an asshole, but go ahead, dude. You're good. Yeah. 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 So, but I just enjoying the game more and continuing to do that. Uh, so like maybe, maybe that means putting in the work on the side and then, and then just trying to have a good time with it as we go out there and we play. So love it. Can't wait to see a shoot. Yeah, I love all of it. Uh, if I break, I got to break 66. I got to do it this year. Well, if, you, um, if you practice and you put in that time, you got the game. It could get there. So I need to. So cool. I'm looking forward to it. I loved everybody's answers. I mean, I knew, I knew Andy's, but um, everybody, if you listen to the easy. podcast for a long time, everybody knows Andy's. So, well, we, you know, we, I'm I tried helping I'm him. Determined. I you tried do. to, I, I tried mean, to help him. I, I got to put the work in now. It's, it's on me now. I just got to mm-hmm. put the work in. I think you just have to realize you just, you're a good. You have to realize you're a good frigging golfer. That's what it is. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, that's really what it is. Just step over mm-hmm. putt and, and bury it. Confidence. Yeah. Whoa. No. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know if you're. I don't know I'm if you're gonna be able to put this on the Apple try. podcast. 
You are. You said it. You started. You started it with the a hole. You said a hole first. I'm gonna bleep them. We'll be fine. I think you're allowed. I think you're allowed to say a hole now on the air because they say it on the radio. That's the radio. That's the radio. This isn't the radio. All right, gents. Any anything further exciting coming up uh, over the next couple weeks, Rob? No, nothing exciting. It's gonna be really boring around here. Awesome. I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to the next couple weeks. Then that all sounds great and. you know, hopefully everybody can get together uh, next week for this, but I'd like to go over some of the stuff that we're doing with the four ball series mm-hmm. on the next episode. Um, I also have a couple really cool questions as it pertains to public golf courses, private golf courses, golf courses that we've played before. Um, and if there's a golf course that you could play for the rest of your life. And I think I'm going to ask everybody about that. And I also want to cover a little bit about the game of golf and its trends from, um, you know, some of the stylish joggers that we see out there mm-hmm. to sort of the decorative shirts nowadays to sort of some of the some of that stuff. I think everyone out there is accessorizing a lot. Definitely. Even the males, definitely which me. is a good thing to see. Lots of color. Yes, definitely. Definitely black, white. Hey, he's got That's white in his it. collar. That's to be happy. Yeah, he's white. He's flashing it today. <laughs> I do. I do like that. And I appreciate all you guys. I know we've got one gentleman under the weather. Matt's probably going to get yelled at as soon as he walks out of that French door over there with the transom above it. Ooh, Rob has to go tell the kids that they can put back Fortnite on the internet because it was not working earlier. So thank you, gentlemen, for uh, joining everybody tonight. And uh, we look forward to the next time. Thanks for having us. Have a good night. Have a good night. Good night. Good work.
Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm having a lot of technical issues. I'm on my AirPods. Do I sound better or worse? <laughs> 